I have uh, some hard news that I need to share with you tonight. And I want you to know before I uh, share it that I love you very much, um, more than most of you will ever know. I love you, and um, and tonight is uh, is been it's going to be hard. It's very hard uh, for our family right now, and I know it's going to be hard for some of you as well. And so. Um, I want to pray for us, and um, before I do, I want to invite uh, Pastor Dan, who is the uh, campus pastor of the Norton campus, to come on up, and uh, I'm going to share with you a little bit of some things just kind of going on inside of my heart, and then um, Pastor Dan's going to share with you some things as well. So let me pray for us. Father, um, what we just sang is true. All your promises are, are yes and amen. And you're faithful and you're good. And you have plans for our lives. And you lead us and you guide us. And sometimes it looks different than what we intended or expected. And uh, sometimes that's really painful. But you're good. And we can rest in that. And... Uh, Tonight we do, we rest in that. And so I pray, Father, that you'd lead this time. I pray that you'd give me the words to speak that would make clear what I'm feeling and um, kind of where we've been walking. And um, just lead our time, Lord, have your way, I pray. So we love you, in Christ's name, amen. Forgive me if uh, tonight I'm a little bit all over the place. I got sort of overcome by emotion um, during those songs, and so I apologize ahead of time. So um, I'm sure this will be surprising to a lot of you, but I have been struggling over the last uh, year plus. And um, first, let me say this. Um, everyone's healthy, no one's sick or anything like that. Um, Marsha and my marriage is stronger than it's ever been. Um, my kids are all doing well, that's good. Um, there's, no, there's nothing like a sin that I've committed that's um, keep, you know, leading to all of this. But I've been struggling, and um, I don't know how to explain it other than have felt uh, very unsettled in my heart and not really knowing what that meant. And so uh, we've been praying a lot over the last year um, and really begging God to take that away from me because what has happened here over the last four years, four and a half years has been amazing. And uh, beyond, far beyond my expectations, what God has done, he's blown us away. And um, we've loved every minute of it. And yet, as everything has been happening, this 
unsettledness, I don't know what other word to use, has just been kind of growing in, inside of me. And we've, I say, begged the Lord to just take it away. And it, it hasn't. And so every time I'm here at church with you guys, and every time I'm with the staff, um, I just love it. I love it. And I love uh, all of them and, and all of you. And then often when I'm away, I, uh, I just feel this thing growing inside of me that somehow I'm uh, not in the right place. And so uh, about three or four months ago, I sat down with Pastor Dan Dan's been um, not only my boss, but uh, my friend and uh, just a trusted mentor in my life. And, and so sat down with Dan and then later Jeff Bogue, who's the uh, senior pastor at Grace Church, and was just honest with them and told them what I was feeling. And, uh, and we talked about it and we prayed about it. and. And I felt like I had a few options. Uh, one is to continue to do what we've been doing and asking the Lord to, uh, to change this. And, um, and then one is to do something very different. Um, and so, uh, we continued on just I, I look back at the last five years and I think the way that I'm wired uh, was very helpful in kind of st starting and launching and and creating and um, I think as we've prayed and talked my best gifts are um, kind of like a pioneer you know, kind of going into uncharted territory and and figuring stuff out and taking chaos and bringing order and gathering people and uh, developing teams and and so everything up to this point uh, has been a lot about that. That's what it's what's been needed to get to here and. I look at our campus and I think it's healthier than it's ever been. It's vibrant and growing and, uh, you know, we baptized 10 people a few weeks ago. We baptized 30 people this year and, and most of them just recently came to know Jesus. And so you see like God working and working and yet this thing inside of me was feeling more and more like, um, I might not be the right person for the next chapter. And so as we continue to pray and talk, about a month ago, beginning of December, I don't know how to explain it other than I felt like the Lord had given me clarity that, uh, that I'm not the person to take it on the next leg of the journey here. That who I am and my gifts 
were exactly what was needed for the first four and a half years. But my greatest gifts are um, ones that maybe aren't quite as essential moving forward. And when you're not functioning in your greatest gifts, it makes things hard and it makes things stressful. And, and we were feeling a lot of that. As much as we have absolutely loved um, getting to this point and um, creating deep relationships with many of you, we did not feel like it was the best thing for the church to have us continue to lead here. And so uh, about a month ago, I told that to Pastor Dan and Pastor Jeff that I felt like I needed to step away from uh, my position here. And we had talked about if there might be another position at Grace Church that, or this campus that could be a possibility for us because we don't want to leave. See, it's weird because this is also my job, right? And so leaving my job creates a lot of uh, additional consequences. And we love it here, and we didn't want to leave here or the church, Grace Church. But pretty quickly, it, it's just clear that when you're the lead person somewhere, uh, doing a different role can be uncomfortable for everybody and it can make transition hard. And so we knew that um, when we were stepping down from being the campus pastor, we would also be stepping away from Grace Church. And uh, it's no exaggeration to say that this has been absolutely agonizing for uh, me and Marcia, don't cry, you make me cry. And, um, and our kids, because you guys are our best friends. And this has been our life for the last four and a half years. And we've loved it, we've loved it. And we've given like everything we have, like everything we have this and you guys have been incredible for us personally your love and your encouragement and your affirmation and your acceptance of us uh, I it's it's off the charts and so we felt very loved we felt very encouraged and yet there is this thing that God was doing inside of me and now I can see that I feel like it's a calling, it's a change in the calling. When we were uh, considering planning a church and then later planning a campus in Barberton, um, we felt like this would be what we would do for the rest of our um, ministry lives, you know. We never thought we would leave. And... Um, and the Lord has surprised us in that. And so, 
we are going to be stepping away from leading the campus. And uh, I wanted you guys to know that we love you and we care about you so much. And I know this is going to hurt. Um, I know it's going to shock and it's going to hurt some of you. And in some ways, if I'm honest, I feel a little bit like guilty or we're abandoning you or something God is, is doing here. But as I talk to him about that, I, I see his plans. And I feel a reassuring that as we are called elsewhere, he's working and he's calling someone here who could do some things with you guys that I couldn't do. And I know that this uh, campus has never been built on me. As much as I love you and I know you love me, it's not built on me. It's built on Jesus. And that gives us a lot of assurance moving forward. So. Well, Jeff, I think I speak for myself but probably a lot of others in here and saying that uh, I love you we love you and we love you as well Marcia and the children and also just want to say this uh, I believe in you uh, I am confident that the one who started a work in you is going to carry it on to completion and he's still working um, one of the things that I personally as your friend and somebody who's been able to run with you for the last almost eight years, I guess, that it's been. Uh, I'm excited that we're going to be ministry partners and it might be good for the folks here to kind of hear what the next chapter that God's kind of calling you into and the next adventure he's calling you into is. Yeah. Um, so as we were praying over the last year and maybe more intensely the last three or four months, we felt, again, like we had three options. We felt like we could continue here if the Lord would allow that. We felt like um, we could leave full-time ministry and get a job, um, probably in the business world doing something and, and then plant something else, something new, maybe like a home church sort of thing. Or um, we could look for a different ministry position, a different sort of role at a different church. And so when we felt like the Lord had brought clarity that my calling here was not where he was calling us, um, I talked to a friend of mine who is somebody who I trust deeply. Um, so there's, I've said this a few times now, there's two people that I feel like I would be able to serve under their leadership, no questions asked, because I love them and I trust them. One is Dan, and the other is a guy named Mike, who is the pastor at a church in Green called The Chapel. And it's a church that um, I'm familiar with because I was on staff there for almost nine years before I was at Grace Church. And so I called Mike and 
told him what we were feeling and asked if he had any position there that I might be a, a fit for. And uh, they did. And so we um, accepted a, a role there that is doing some of the things that I think are my, my best gifts. I'm not the campus pastor. I won't be the campus pastor. I won't be the, the primary communicator on the weekends. Um, it's a kind of a pastoral leadership role that will do a lot of teaching things and developing some discipleship stuff, kind of foundational discipleship for folks. And they're also planning churches. And they could really use some help with that. And so I'll also be helping. Um, I won't lead one of those churches, but I'll be helping, uh, sharing a lot of our experiences over the last five years of planting. And so um, that's going to start at the end of the month, at the end of, of January. Uh, we're going to start that new role over there. Well, Jeff... Uh obviously has shared this with me a little over a month ago and uh, I'm sure you hearing this some of you tonight for the first time you are some of you are sad or shocked maybe stunned uh, I can tell you that uh, when he first shared it with me uh, I personally was shocked and stunned and personally very sad uh, I love Jeff love Marsha love being able to do ministry with them and um, so I think that's okay I just think that's that's real to be saddened if that's how you feel. Uh, I know he is. Uh, we've been walking through this and I shared with him there's no shortcut to this. Um, simply sharing with people that he loves. Uh, I, I want to assure you of some things tonight and I kind of then want to have a little conversation with you and them at the same time if I could to kind of wrap some of this up. First thing you need to hear me say is there isn't more to this story. Um, so I know kind of how minds can go and like I wonder what's really going on and I wonder if there's more to this story and what Jeff has shared with you tonight is the story um, and that is what he shared with uh, us and that's uh, what we take confidence in that God is just calling him elsewhere. Um, I also want to say this then I shared this with some folks as we've been kind of talking this, this thing through that it's okay to be real about how you feel. Uh, and so some of you are in grace groups and you're going to have a chance to process this, the sadness. Some of you might be shocked. And, and I honestly believe that the healthiest way to process transition, not just for the church, but for Jeff and Marcia and the children, is to be real about how you feel. But I think it's important while you're real about how you feel to go because of what you know. It's different, right? And so... Uh, we can be really real about how we're feeling, but we got to go forward because of what we know. And I was thinking about this, and I want this to even help Jeff and Marcia tonight. Uh, here's what I know. I'm sitting here tonight, and I can tell you what I know. I know that the same Spirit of God that was at work inside of him when I ran into him on the Norton track, that's how we ran into each other, I was walking and he was crossfitting or something like that, right? You can imagine. And uh, that's where we first met. And the Spirit of God was at work in him. And we were looking to plant a church in Barberton. And God was 
leading him to be a part of a plant in Barberton. And that same spirit of God is still at work in Jeff Martell. And that gives me confidence. Um, because even though this isn't my plan, God didn't ask my opinion before he spoke to Jeff and said, I'm going to change the plan. I believe it's the same spirit of God at work. And so I, with confidence, even though I'm personally sad, um, have a lot of confidence that God's spirit is working in them, just like when I first met him. And I'm excited to see actually how God's going to use him and Marsha and the children where he's taken them. I want you to hear me say this. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that that very same spirit of God continues to work here. I honestly believe that. And so you need to know something that, that what is happening here is not usual. It's unusual. Uh, you just baptize 10 people, 30 for the entire year. A tenth of the attendance that comes here, baptized, come to Christ. Pretty fascinating. Uh, your children's wing is busting at the seams. God is doing incredible things in the community because of the testimony here. And so God is at work here, and we celebrate that, right? We celebrate that. And so here's, here's what we got to do, and they have to do. Okay? We got to trust God. Now stay with me on this. Okay? Because I'm going to say something. I, I want to say it this way. Trusting God is a piece of cake. Stay with me. It's a piece of cake when my life goes exactly how I planned it. <laughs> but when all of a sudden my life goes different than I planned it, when life throws me a curveball, that's when trusting God becomes harder. I would actually say that's when trusting God really becomes trusting God. And so we're going to trust God. I was thinking about this. The, he doesn't know this. I haven't told him this. But the week he shared this with me, I was preparing sermons for Norton. And the sermon that I was preparing Christmas season actually had to do with Joseph. How many of you still have your Christmas decorations up? Anybody still have them up? Yeah, I do too. I love Christmas, right? I want you to remember this when you put them away, okay? Because sometimes we look at the decorations on our mantelpiece and we almost assume that everybody in the nativity... Uh, signed up for the role they played and that it was this sanitized story and nothing could be further from the truth because when you read in Matthew chapter 1 about Joseph it says something interesting it says Joseph was pledged to be married to Mary and here's what I know Joseph was a planner he had a plan it was to marry Mary a young adult man he had it all planned out Right after it says that, here's the word. You look it up in your Bible. It says, but. You ever have a but it's kind of ran its way into your plans? That's what happened to Joseph. And it says, but. God's going to change those plans, right? But here's the deal. Joseph got thrown a curveball. He finds out that his fiance is pregnant. That's a pretty big curveball. Imagine that conversation. It's like, Imagine her trying to explain that to him, okay? And so it says in Matthew 1, if you have your Bibles, you can look at it. It says that when he found this out, he's going to do the right thing. He's going to put her away privately and doesn't want to do the wrong thing. And then it, there's a key word, and I want you to remember this. It says, but after he considered this, it sounds benign, considered. That word means this. After he mauled it over, percolated, took time to think about it. 
want you guys to remember something. When God decides to change plans in all of our lives, that's not the time to panic. It's the time to ponder and to pray. And that's what Joseph did. And it says, after he considered this, then all of a sudden an angel of God came and told Joseph, don't put her away. Because what is conceived in her is conceived of the Holy Spirit of God. It's literally, she's going to give birth to a child, and this is all my plan. And my plan's bigger than what you had planned. And what's interesting as we walk through this together, this was not the plan. Jeff just told you that. I can tell you that. Jeff and I love working together. I absolutely love what God has done through him here and is doing through, through him here. But God decided to change the plan. And yet he's still working. And when I read the story of Joseph, here's what it helps me know. Is that God decided to change the plan and it seemed like, oh no. If you're Joseph, can you imagine? It's like, oh no. Everything's a disaster. But he's like, I got a bigger plan. And, and, and this bigger plan that I'm going to be kind of instituting is going to be something you can't do on your own. Because Mary's going to have a baby. Right? And it's like, you could not pull this off on your own. So I do not know what God is up to in Jeff and Marsha's life. I trust God's working. I don't know all that he's up to here, but we're not going to panic, right? We're going to ponder, we're going to pray. Because here's what I know in my 25 years of being able to have the opportunity to be a pastor. It's in times like this that God does some incredibly surprising things. Some things that we wouldn't have dreamed up on our own and some things that we couldn't accomplish on our own. And so we're going to trust that God is at work. Here's what's interesting about Joseph's story. Here's where it all came together. This was all the week he told me this. I'm preparing this sermon. I'm like, I hate it when that happens, right? Because I've got to put my sermon into practice myself first before I preach it. Joseph decided to say yes to God's plan. He predetermined to say yes to God's plan. That's what it means to trust God. That wasn't an easy yes, by the way. Joseph's yes was not an easy yes. Like we, we, we celebrate the nativity. It's like, oh, it's neat, it's cool, it's Christmas. I mean, can you imagine riding into town and your fiance's pregnant and all the conversation that would have happened? Can you imagine his honeymoon, he's helping to give birth to a baby? Can you imagine being the father figure, earthly father figure to God in the flesh? It wasn't an easy yes. So I've told Jeff there's no shortcut to what he's doing. Yet he's predetermined to say yes to God's plan and God is doing something here and there are tons of people in Barberton who don't know Jesus and so we're going to predetermine to say yes to God's plan and we're going to trust him and he's going to continue to build his church now I can share this with you and then we're going to spend a little time praying together uh, I want to share with you kind of what that means obviously um, some of this is fresh okay but what that means is this. I'm going to share with you some kind of high points as to what you can expect in the, the road ahead, some mile markers. Next weekend, um, Pastor Jeff's going to, going to share his last sermon with, with you, okay? And then there's going to be an opportunity to celebrate uh, 
not only Jeff and Marsha, but the children as well. This is a transition for them as well uh, next weekend. And then uh, that'll be their final weekend here uh, as campus pastor. And, and there's a lot of thought and prayer that went into to the timing of that. The following weekend, I look forward to coming back and I have something I want to be able to share with you. Just a message that uh, kind of goes back to when this all began. So I look forward to being here the 19th and 20th with you. And uh, in the meantime, if you're newer to Grace Church, our vision is 30 and 30. And the way we do that is we parent campuses. So since Barberton is a newer campus, the Norton campus is the parent of the Barberton campus. And so what that means is this, is that for the short term, uh, the child is going to kind of move back in the basement, so to speak. Uh, and um, so all that means is, is, is this. Uh, I've already met with the steering team, uh, and uh, I'll begin meeting with them monthly. You have a wonderful, uh, very qualified, well-equipped steering team here. And uh, so we're going to begin meeting monthly together. Uh, we'll begin meeting with the staff weekly. Uh, we'll begin uh, helping so that ministry will not miss a beat is our goal. Uh, the goal is not to limp along in a transition, but the goal is to continue to aggressively pursue making Jesus make sense to people who don't know Jesus. That's the goal. In the meantime, in the meantime, I, along with what at Grace Church is our executive team, that's Pastor Jeff Bogue, who's a senior pastor, uh, Rick Scavuzzo, Jim Margita, and two other fellows, Ezra Wimberly and Ryan Rodman, uh, have already begun the process of uh, what will be the plan to bring in a campus pastor. And uh, so we've already begun meeting, and the plan is to eventually have a campus pastor here. That is the plan. Uh, but we're going to hold that with an open hand um, because we're going to trust God's timing in the whole thing because we believe he's the one at work. What I would ask in the meantime... It just maybe maybe several things, and then I'm going to ask the staff and the steering team to come up and 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 pray with me. Uh, but I would ask several things. One is now is the time not to panic, but to ponder and to pray. So if ever ever I would encourage a group of people to be praying, I would I would say now is the time. So it can be real about how you feel, but we're going to go because of what we know. And God's spirit is at work in them and work here. Uh, the next thing I would say is this. I would predetermine saying yes to God's plan. I think that's what, I think that's what Joseph did. I think that's what Mary did. And uh, that God might surprise us. There's a bigger plan at play. And uh, I know in Ephesians 3 it says he can do more than we can dream up or imagine. And so I believe that for Jeff, and I believe that for the Barberton campus as well.